0: preaching a message to you today that is totally different from the theme of what I've been on the past several weeks about soul winning and about inviting people into your church, but sharing your faith. Thankful to hear the other day that Jacob Stout led somebody to Jesus at pizza hut the other day. God's faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Amen. So glad that Jesus is using the body. He wants to use the body of Christ to fulfill his calling because Jesus went to the cross and he died and he is now at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us and he said it was finished so Guess whose responsibility it is? It's us. Father, I pray that gates of hell shall not prevail against me or anybody in this church, Father, Lord. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will just have your way. And Father, we give you praise and we give you thanks and we give you honor for what you're going to do in this sermon. And we glorify and we praise you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. It's, uh, the title of the message is Diamond in the Rough. Diamond in the Rough. And let me define a, a person um, who is generally of good character but lacks manners, education, or style. You ever heard this saying where people say, well, that person is a diamond in the rough. It is a person who generally is of good character but lacks manners, education, and style. And what my mom used to say was cooth. I don't know if you've ever heard that word. You ever heard the word "duelist"? You know, it's, it's like the, uh, people, uh, there's some people in this world that are duelist. That means they just don't have initiative. And, and you, you can include the diamond and the rough. But understand something. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, King James Version says this. It says, For we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus not good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. I took another swing at that one in the NIV and it says, For we are God's handiwork created in Jesus Christ to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are put on this earth to do good work, to do what God has called us to do. Amen. In Daniel chapter 3, 22 through 27, talking about, and, and, and this, uh, this is, I, I got this particular scripture out of the song, Faithful, talking about going through the fire, going through part of, of, what, um, of what that song began to, sh- uh, to share, because we, we are diamonds in the rough because of what we lack. We lack manners and education and style and cooth and and those kind of things within the kingdom of god but what happens is a, a diamond is tested by fire are you with me he tests it by fire a, and so we ourselves are tested through the fire is there anybody in this place today that has ever gone through the fire we have all gone through the fire in some point of our lives. Therefore, verse 22 in Daniel chapter 3, 22, it says this. It says, Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the fire exceeding hot, the flames of the fire slew those men's, the men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, we all know the story I would assume that we do. Maybe we don't. But we assume the story of what happened to God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego within this place. They would not bow down to the, to the God of Nebuchadnezzar. And so, therefore, they were put into the furnace because of the rage of the king. And so, uh, these three men, Shadrach, in verse 23, says this. And, and, and I hope you, you get the gist of this. <clears throat> They could have left out the first part of that and these three men, they could have took that out and it could have said this, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. But they put in the scripture and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell down bound bound into the midst of the fiery furnace because of the next verses that are to come because there is an added extra to the story amen what is amazing and I think what people forget to understand is that there were people that were healed before the blood was spilled there were people, <laughs> a lot of theologians will, will argue with that, and a lot, of, a lot of old-timers will argue that fact that there was, there was activity in the kingdom of God before the blood was spilled. One of the things in this particular scripture that amazes me is the, is the fact is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell down bound into the midst of the fiery furnace. Bound, they were bound when they went into the fire they were bound but when they came out of the fire they were free. Do you get the gist of that today? Do you understand what God is saying to us today? It may be rough on you right now. You may be going through the fire in your life right now but what I I may tell you that you may be going into the fire bound but there is a there is a idea that God says I'm going to put that boy through the fire. I'm going to put that girl through the fire and when they come out they'll be free in Jesus name hallelujah so the three men verse 23 I'll get you back there and these three men Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego fell down, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished And he rose up in haste and spake unto his counselors. Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and they said unto the king, True O king. And he answered in verse 25 and said, Lo, I see four men loose. Now understand that Two verses ago, three men went into a fiery furnace bound. In two verses, who knows how long that two verses took. But within the process of this, what happened is they went from being bound to loosed. And I want to encourage everyone as I make eye contact with you today that you may feel that you are bound right now, but God has put you through the fire. He's put you through the fire as a diamond in the rough because he is purifying you. He is perfecting you so that you can be used for the kingdom of God. I want you to be encouraged today. Yeah, you may not be getting it right. Yeah, you may be struggling. You may be keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you cannot seem to get victory in areas of your life. But let me tell you something. Because of the fire, because of the heat, because of what you're going through, He is purifying you and perfecting you. He is sanctifying you, which what He is doing is He is setting you apart. We're not to act like the world, and we're not to do what the world says. We're not to, act, to, to even participate because, like the old song says, "This is not my home. I'm just passing through." And he answers, and he said, "Lo, I see four men loo- four men loosed, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt." Now here's what's amazing, and I want to park here for just a moment because this is important that we understand this. I do not believe that Nebuchadnezzar was a, a religious man by any point to our God, amen? He had his own. I, I, I don't think, I, I, I think you ever heard the old saying, uh, if, if, is there enough Is there enough evidence to to convict you as a Christian? Would there be enough to to be able to sentence you? See, here's the thing. The fact is, the fact is, he was serving a false god. But yet, within this scripture, he says, I see four men loose walking into the midst of the fire and and they are no hurt. And the form... Of the fourth is like the Son of God. How did he know that? Liking to the Son of God. How did he know that? He didn't know God. There was no blood spilt. Jesus wasn't on earth at that particular time. This is years before. How did he know it? Hmm. Somebody asked me one time. Put it in a, and you gotta love it, anonymous. Somebody put a note in a bucket, and we were at the Mud Fork Church, and and we were. I said, you know, people can ask questions if they want to, uh, to to learn a little bit about me and my family, and I didn't know what was going to be, be put in that bucket, but I I was going to answer it no matter what they said, and so I pulled out one, and it says, "Why do we?" Do not, why, why don't we have a picture of Jesus in the sanctuary? I remember that. You remember that, Andy? It's like, why didn't we have a picture of Jesus in the sanctuary? And, and so I made a comment. I said, who knows what he looks like? You know, you, you go into some churches and they've got this portrait of Jesus that's on the wall. How do we know that's what he looks like? Are we deceiving people to think that that's what Jesus looks like? I, I don't know, but, you know, they, I, I picture that <clears throat> that one where Jesus is knocking on the door and there's no handle on the outside of the door, but the handle's on the inside of the door waiting on you to open. See, we, we have this philosophy of what we think that Jesus looks like, but let me tell you something. Nebuchadnezzar had some kind of revelation there that this was the Son of God. And let me tell you something. When you get the revelation in the fire, when you get the revelation in the fire that the Son of God is there inside with with you. He's in there with you. He's in your hell. He's in your fire. He's in your addiction. He's in everything. Let me tell you something because He wants you free. And the thing about it is, that's so ironic about this particular scripture, is they weren't hurt. And what you have to understand is that you're not going to be hurt either because you're coming out precious. You're going to come out shining. Hold on! There's nothing like a beautiful shining diamond. I love to go into the jewelry store and look at diamond rings. If I wore a diamond ring you probably wouldn't be able to see me. I'd be walking around like Fred Sanford and would I be sure to trust you. are not alone because God is faithful and I I'm speaking from personal experience then, I am not a, then I'm not alone and, and that he is with me and that he is helping and he's going to help you. All you have to do is have faith in him to know because you're in the fire. And, and let me tell you something. If you're in the fire, one, one thing you have to understand is you may get out of the fire, but at some point he's going to put you back in the fire because he is perfecting us. And what does fire do? It perfects. It burns out the impurities. John Christopher, our son, is with us here today. And he graduated yesterday from Marshall University. And we're very proud of him. Uh, and uh, we're very thankful. I think, you know, we give him... And we, we had a, a get-together at our home yesterday, and I don't know why it is, but always the man is the one that fries the hamburgers in the rain, and that was me. And uh, so I'm out frying the hamburgers, and I'm wearing the the jacket that I wore for the Charlie Brown parade that we had and had it over my head, and, and, you know, and I was out there, and I'm cooking nine at a time. Three, six, nine. You're impressed, I know, but three, six, nine. And I don't know what ten means, but I know what nine is. And I, so I start making these hamburgers. And, and so, I mean, the, then the fire begins to, they, they were frozen when I put them on. You say, well, where are you going with this, preacher? I'm hungry. Uh, uh, understand something. I, I, put, I put those hamburgers on and I put a little seasoning on them but nothing happened until they were unthawed. Now you could have nuked them and then put them out there but I cooked them frozen. And the fire wasn't real hot when they were frozen. But what was happening is the heat was working inside where I didn't see it. Are you with me? I didn't see it. Sometimes, church, you may not see where God is taking you. You may not see where you're going. You may, it may be hotter than Hades in your life, but let me tell you something. He's taking you someplace. He's taking you someplace. And it's someplace good because He, he is not to harm you. But he wants you to finish well. You can feel sorry for yourself if you want to. But you'll never get anywhere feeling sorry for yourself. Are you with me? And I've done enough of that. I felt sorry for myself and sucked my thumb in my life. And I've done that at periods of times in my life. And I, I can bellyache with the best of you. But let me tell you something god has taken us somewhere so it's those times church that you feel like that you're cold are you with me you feel like that you're cold. Anybody ever felt like you're just flat out cold and there's there's no juices inside of you and it just feels like that, man, you, you don't feel God, you just feel numb. Come on now, straighten your halo because I felt that way before. To where I mean I don't feel God, I pray and it's like, where is he? I don't know where he is, but one thing I have understood over the years, he never moves, but I do. He never comes off that throne. He never comes off that throne. He doesn't take one prescription. He does not have anxiety. He does not have depression. He is not torn up over nothing. (coughs) Nothing shakes our Father. And if the Father lives inside of us, should we be shaken when He is so faithful to meet every need? So those hamburgers start heating up a little bit. Then those hamburgers start bleeding a little bit. Say well that's nasty. That's gross. We bleed like that too. Because we heat up. We get in the fire. What are you talking about? It's a spiritual thing. I'm talking about a spiritual thing. Let me tell you something. There's stuff. There's junk inside of us. There's stuff inside of us. There's so many imperfections that, that is inside of you and me that only the fire itself will drive it out. So those hamburgers start heating up a little bit. And then they start leaking. They start leaking. stuff comes up out of them. And you're thinking, I'm getting ready to eat that. The juice just starts flying out of it. The blood comes up out of it. The, the, and, and it all comes to the top. And, and then you flip it. And, and then the other side, it, it comes out. And, and then begin, And by that time, there's a fiery furnace outside on the grill because what all, those imperfections that are inside of that hamburger are now going into the fire. And it's causing the fire to just go crazy. And if you're not careful... You'll burn. <coughs> you got to know when to turn. You know how you know when a hamburger's done? Now, some of you probably like it so rare that a good veterinarian could have it on his feet in 10 minutes. I like mine well done to where it ain't kicking. When it's done, The fire calms down and the activity stops. I just thought about that today. I just thought about that just a few minutes ago, not in my notes at all. It's uncomfortable when God puts you in the fire. It's uncomfortable when things are, un, are 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 are. They feel like that you're going going nowhere fast, and you're failing, and you, you just can't seem to get victory in areas of your life. But let me tell you something. That that that's the important part. That's the important part about what our church is all about. That's what the road to Damascus is all about. And Kara and Ricky Williams are going to travel with us down a road to Damascus to freedom. People to be free in our communities. Do we want people to be free in our communities? Yes. Do we want people to be free within the church? Yes. We can be effective if we're free. But if we continue to, to, to carry the baggage around within inside of us and say, man, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know why. Just be patient. Because he's working on you. When you think that he's not working on you, he is. The fourth man likened the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning, fiery furnace. Now, here's something that I thought was ironic also is that in the 22nd verse... The people that put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire died. But it says that he went near the mouth of the fiery furnace. There would be the opening of the fiery furnace. And he spake and he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come forth. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, the governors, the captains, all the big dogs, and the kings, counselors, being gathered together, saw these men who their bodies, the fire, had no power nor their hair on their heads singed. Neither their coats charred, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. You and me are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If we stand for the king of God, if we for the kingdom of God, and we don't allow people to bend us one way or to another, or we don't let the enemy, I don't even like to even to mention his name or to try to give him credit. But let me tell you something. If we don't let him have the power in our life, then we can overcome. And you know how we overcome? Through the Holy Ghost. We have to have the Holy Ghost within our lives to be able to withstand the fiery darts of the wicked and when we withstand the fiery darts of the wicked then that's when we can sing the song Victory in Jesus. You're going through the fire in your life. You're suffering persecution. You're going through the test and you're being tried. You are going Have many opportunities to fail within your life. You are a Hallmark movie. There's a wonderful beginning. You ever watch the Hallmark Channel? There's a wonderful beginning. You know, the person comes back to... It's almost sickening. The the person comes back to the end, and they've been gone for 30 years, and they've had something that went wrong, and then there's the man that they should have married years ago, and he comes back, or the woman, whichever one, comes back into their life, and it's pouring the snow because it always does, and it's always at a cabin somewhere, and there's no cell phone service, and the... I've never watched one so I don't know <laughs> but then as the movie goes on there's always that rough patch is there not and it seems like that the man is always willing to change but the woman is the one that's the hard Do you ever notice that in those movies You ever notice that? I'm joking. I'm joking. It's the middle part of that movie. It's when you're in the fire. And then it just seems like that it changes and it shifts and the... The good music begins to start to play, and the sun comes out, and the rain stops. Uh, Let me tell you something. I just like the beginning of the movie, and I like the end of the movie. I I can fast forward through the middle part. Is there anybody in the house that's ever wanted to fast fast forward through the middle part of their life? Oh, yeah, 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 I do, I do. But guess what? The thing about it is, if we do that, then are we going to be what God wants us to be? Vestal Goodman, I watched her. I don't know if you remember Vestal Howard and Vestal Goodman. Uh, sang for years, the Happy Goodman family. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Uh, many songs that they've sang, sung over the years. They're both in heaven now. And, and Bill Gaither interviewed her one day, uh, not, before, not long before she died. And he said, what would you change in your life? And she said, nothing. He said, you wouldn't change a thing in your life? She said, nope. Nope. <clears throat> because what i went through got me to where i am today if we can get in our thick heads the fact is that god is working on us that god is helping us he is making us a vessel that he can use he's he's can i tell you something and it may hurt your feelings but he wants you broken he wants you broken He doesn't want any pride in you. He doesn't want any self-confidence in yourself. He doesn't want any of that. He wants you broken. Because you know what? He can use a broken vessel. But pride he hates. It's what the Word of God says. He said pride he hates. But yet he can use a person that is broken. And let me tell you something. I can tell you. I want to be on my way. Please, Lord, hold your ears when I say this. But I want to be broken. I hope you he didn't hear that. Because everything that we go through will bring us to a place of brokenness, but will transform us to a place of holiness. That's good meat and potatoes right there. Remember that the fourth man walking is Jesus. He, kn- he knows your situation. He knows your hurt. He knows the areas that you really... The people that have hurt you in your life, you're just waiting on that opportunity to pounce and to not forgive but to pounce. And stick it to them. But you can't do that. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good of those who love God to those who are called according to His purpose. I was fired from Premier Bank after a wonderful two-year period that I had with him. But I was fired with Premier Bank. But guess what? What we have to understand is that all things... I was not fired for embezzlement. I was not fired for anything that, that, uh, that was out of character. I was fired because my loan production wasn't what they wanted it to be in Braxton County. And I couldn't get it the way they wanted it. But everything else was wonderful. And I was shocked. It was a shock. But guess what? All things work together. For the good of those who love God. Do you love God? Yes, I love God. Are you called? Yes, I'm called. All things work together. All means all. The good, the bad, the ugly. You know where I learned that from? Chris. Chris taught me that. The good, all means all. That means the good that goes on in your life, the bad that goes on in your life, and the ugly that goes on in in your life. Guess what? He's in all of it. Stop pitying yourself and, and and press forward to your calling. Well I can't be called because I can't quit doing this, or I can't be called because I can't stop this, or I, I need to start this. So I'm just gonna sit here. You're gonna sit there in your own pew. <laughs> Diamonds are a carbon deposit that are deep in the earth that are subject to to temperature and pressure. Understand something, and people get this all wrong. They say that God is a gentleman. Really. I've heard people say that. God is a gentleman. He will put you, the pressure that He will put you under the fire and to, and to push you and to push you and to push you. He will never put anything on you that you cannot bear, but He will push you. You say, well, you told me a long time ago that God leads and the devil pushes. But yeah, that's true. But I'm talking about something totally different. He will push you. He will press you. He will will just absolutely put you to the test. Just like he did Job. Was that very nice? No. But he gave it all back to him and then some. Let me tell you something. What the devil has stole from you, Jesus is going to give it back. Because, let me tell you something, that's a promise. He's going to give it back because, let me tell you something, oh, my king was busy, although his body was in the grave for three days, but his supernatural spirituality of him him went to hell, and he just walked in. Man, he just walked in. The doors fly open. He says, I'm here, boys. And he says, give them here. And what he took was death, hell, and the grave. He took the keys. Took the keys to all those things. Isn't that good? He didn't, he didn't even, the devil didn't even give him any, any trouble with it. Let me tell you something. What you've got to understand is that the same power, oh, help me preach, Lord. The same power that is inside of him is also inside of you. You don't have to take it. You don't have to take it from the devil. You don't have to take it because you're a child of the Most High God. Stop taking it. Stop taking it. Who cares what people think about you? It only matters what God thinks. Help me, Lord. Some of you lose your temper so fast. It's not your temper. Quit owning it. Stop owning it. Just get rid of it. Some of you have such a lust problem that if it it has two legs, no matter what it looks like, you're in bed with it. Get rid of it. Shake it off. Some of you are so quick to judge one another to make yourself look good. Some people act like spoiled brats within church. But let me tell you something. God is going to put you through the fire, and he's going to get that stuff out of you. Yeah, there's things that he's working inside of me. There's things that he's working inside of you. But he's doing that to perfect you. You say, well, preacher, ain't nobody perfect. The scripture says be perfect as I am perfect. Be holy as I am holy and to be righteous as I am righteous. Now let me tell you something and let me ask you something. Did he give us a plan that we could not obtain? That we could not obtain. If he says be perfect as I am perfect, be holy as I am perfect, I am holy, be righteous as I am righteous. We get that word perfect all twisted. We think if we say a cuss word, we're going to hell. If you do this, you're going to hell. If you're going to do that, going to hell. Let me tell you something. Yeah, you don't want to go to hell. And real estate, that's a piece of real estate that God doesn't want you to, to inhabit. But let me tell you something. When you sin, does it make you feel bad? You don't have to wake up every day and say, Okay, today's a brand new day. I hope I fail. Hope I sin all day. Hope I just oh man, I tell you what, can't wait. Can't wait. Man, I tell you just so excited about it, because I am a sinner. I've heard that all my life. I think that's the biggest crock of bull that I think I've ever heard is people sing that song and they, they say, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Yeah, you're a sinner saved by grace, but let me tell you something. When Jesus comes inside of you and lives, you're no longer a sinner because you're righteous. You keep acting like that in your mentality, well, I'm always going to be a sinner. Well, then you go ahead. heard that. I thought, you've got to be kidding me. God wants us to be free. Put us through the fire because it's the purification process. James 1 chapter 4 verse 8. I'll get you out of here in just a few minutes. Bear with me. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect How do you answer that one? You want to go there with me? Huh? 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 (laughs) What did he say? What did he say? He says, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be, I mean, that you may be what? Perfect and entire, wanting nothing? You know what the word perfect means? It means maturity. Maturity. God wants to bring us to a place of maturity. And he tells us, wanting nothing. The rich young ruler lacked one thing. Barb, can you imagine getting to a place, you may be there, but I'm just saying me, I'm just saying me, Lack one thing. I would have one strut if I was just one one thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I could strut my stuff if I knew that there was just one thing wrong with me. That rich young ruler just liked one thing. Get my swag going. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that gives to all men. He gives it to you. He gives it to you if you like wisdom. You want to know how to beat an addiction? Ask Jesus. Like you're hiding like you think he don't know. If, you're, if, you're, if you have a problem, you think, man, I can't tithe because I need every little bit of this. I can't, I can't make it, and your finances are terrible. Let me tell you something. Ask Jesus how to fix that. He had a treasure in his group. He paid to Caesar what, he, what Caesar was owed. He did that. You have a problem with lust or porn. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you something. Jesus was tempted in what? Was, temp- was Jesus tempted with lust? Was Jesus tempted with, well, probably it wasn't porn then, it's probably just naked women. Yeah. That woman came to him that was caught in the very act of, of adultery and she was naked right before him. And Jesus didn't go, mercy. He didn't do that. You say, man, you're being pretty. I'm being real with you. Preachers aren't real with you. They skirt the issues. Let me tell you something. Jesus had the opportunity. Just like you do. But guess what? He didn't do it. You say, well, he's the son of man. Oh, no, 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 no. The same blood. And let me tell you something. I'm preaching to the choir. I need help in areas of my life too. Let me tell you something. But I will tell you. We can beat it. I'm talking about addictions. Gossip. Struggles, self worth, you can beat all those things. Why? Because he's going to put you through the fire. Two more scriptures. For let not a man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Oh, man. You, you remember Fred Flintstone? Remember the, the, good, the good, what was it, a good angel on one side and a bad angel on the other, and they were talking to him, trying to get him to, that's being double-minded. You know, God doesn't want us to be double-minded. He wants us to be steadfast. If he's faithful, he wants you and me to be faithful. How many have you ever asked God to give you wisdom on the things that you struggle with? Ask Him. He wants to help you. Do you think that He doesn't know your tears when, you, when they fall? The sadness that you feel in your life. Do you think that He doesn't know? He knows and he cares for you. If you're going to work in ministry, don't expect it to be easy. I don't care if you're on the praise team or you're teaching a small group or you've got something that you're about to do or to step into. Let me tell you something. There is going to always be opposition. People are going to, there's always going to be opposition. But let me tell you something. You're only looking for the approval of the man. The man. The king of glory. So we may be a diamond in the rough you remember that old song I'm just an old chunk of coal but I'm going to be a diamond someday they're purified pressure and then what happens is it comes out a vessel that is so pretty that he can admire and he'll show you off he'll show you off because he's proud of you Even in the midst of your struggles and your problems, He's proud of you. He cares about you. He loves you. Stand to your feet. We're going to show a video for Altar Call. And and this I I found this a couple days ago. And just it's a perfect analogy of of what God wants in you and me today. And, And I just want you to watch this. And if you have a need, you want to come and pray, you feel really bad about yourself right now. Let me tell you something, don't feel bad about yourself Move on, press press towards the mark of the high calling of God He wants to do great things in you You are priceless and precious to the kingdom of God
1: Here and now
0: great. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, give him some praise. I thought that fit perfect. I did for sure. You may be seated for just a moment. We've got some, we're so happy that you're here if you're visiting with us. We're so glad that you're here. We have a gift for you for just visiting over in the Welcome Center. Um, And not only that, but it's Mother's Day and we thank, is Christy, where are you at, babe? She left? I thought she went to I thought she went around back. There she is. Hey, Mommy. Oh, yeah.